Good evening, everybody. This is Ryan Hayes, and I'm back with another episode of Cast of Champions. Today is Tuesday, March 31st, and I'm coming at you with some more podcasts. I think we all have a little bit of time on our hands to where we can do a little bit of extra stuff, and this is what I'm doing to occupy my time uh, during this coronavirus outbreak, and I have another guest. It's going to be the head baseball coach at West Forsyth High School, Brad Bullard. Um, he's giving me time out of his schedule just to talk to me about, you know, what's been going on and, and you know, how it's how it's affected his team. And we'll, we'll hear his insight on it. Um, Brad, you are alive. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Hey, no, no problem. Um, I'm just going to get the, like straight to it. I know um, you being a head coach of a, of a spring sport baseball, basically three weeks ago, uh, I feel like you are notified by your uh, principal, athletic director, school system. Uh, at first, I think what the, the timeline was, okay, you can only play conference games. And then it turned to, okay, we're going to have to cancel the whole season. So just tell me a little bit about what's been going on the last, you know, three weeks as it pertains to baseball at West Forsyth and how it's affected your program. Yeah, um, obviously all this went down a few weeks ago. Um, that I believe it was that Thursday. We actually were having team pictures. And um, that's sort of when the news first broke from our athletics director and principal. And at that point, we were supposed to play um, the next day, um, which we were playing West Wilkes. And so everything was good. And then as, as the evening went on, um, some counties started blocking travel. So we actually weren't even – we didn't even get to play that, that Friday, um, you know, where, where we were still allowed to play in Forsyth County, but Wilkes County had blocked travel. Um, so that Thursday was the last time that, that I've seen the guys and, uh, it, it's, it's devastating. Um, you start thinking about the seniors and all the work they've put in over the past four years. And, um, you know, it, it, it's hard. And, uh, right now, um, they, they haven't canceled the season completely as of right now, they have backed it up to May 18th. So, you know, we've still got a little over a month of just sort of, waiting and, and, and seeing. So let's say that the season starts back um, on May 18th. All right. How, how are you going to be able to get really get those guys ready? Cause for the most part, I mean, I know some of the kids are going out doing their own uh, uh, baseball workouts, fielding workouts um, as best that they can, but just getting everything back as like one unit and have all the, com- all the mechanics working um, how are you going to be able to do that? That's a great question. Um, you know, I think at the end of the day, you know, everybody in the state, um, we're all in the same boat. Um, of, of course, we're not allowed to have any contact with our players right now. Um, like you said, you know, kids these days work extremely hard. I'm sure they're going out and I'm sure they're hitting and I'm sure they're throwing with their brothers or friends or dad. Um, but, but, you know, I mean, you know, when it comes down to it, if we are allowed to play when we get back in May, um, you know, I'm sure it would probably be only conference games at, at best, um, maybe the state playoffs, I, I would hope. And, um, you know, you just got to take it a day at a time and, and, and come back and, and regroup and get after it. Now, when you say, like, Tech, I mean, are you, are you allowed to hit the team up and just say, hey, just as, as someone that knows these kids, so you just want to check on their well-being? Yeah, I mean, obviously right now um, it's a big transition. Um you know, going from seeing them every day in the classroom 
Um, the big thing right now, really only that we can focus on is their academics. And, and that's been a huge change for, for teachers, for administrators and the students. Um, these kids obviously are used to sitting in class in front of the teacher every day for, for 90 minutes, um, four times a day. And, you know, now as teachers, we're, you know, we're, we're doing everything on e-learning. So that's been a huge transition, not only for us, but for the students. So, uh, you know, you try to check in, make sure they're doing their work, check in with the teachers. And, and that's really, at this point, really all, all we can do. Yeah, and I know that's got to be uh, pretty pretty ter- terrible to operate like that. I mean, I know it's not your choice or you just got th- – those were the uh, rules and stipulations that you were given. The, the question that I have, all right, so May 18th comes and then they push it back and then you finally – and then you find out you cannot have any baseball games. How are you going to be able to break it to that, that kid that was on a JV team who – was on a varsity team, didn't see any time as a, as a junior. And now he's a senior and it is his time to play. It's time for him to step out there and, and, and play varsity baseball. It's everything that he's worked for. How are you going to be able to break it to that senior that he's not going to be able to play not one baseball game? Yeah. Great question. Um, you know, I, I guess the one thing this day and age that we live in with social media um, sometimes these kids know more than I do uh, before I do. Um, and it seems like everything's, you know, posted on Twitter. Um, some of the kids even knew some stuff before I did just by reading it on Twitter. Um, so they're fully aware of what's going on. Um, I, I've been sending out a weekly email, um, keeping the parents in the loop every time, you know, something gets pushed back. I obviously send an email out and just, you know, basically say, stay hopeful. Um, you know, it's a bad situation for the seniors, you know, at, at no matter what the level is. Um, I, I saw actually on Twitter just a few minutes ago where the NCAA, um, it did pass where they're allowing seniors to come back. Um, so I'm going to be curious to see how that works out. Obviously, you've got a freshman class um, that's, you know, already been promised and signed scholarships and stuff. So uh, that's going to be interesting to see how that sort of plays out as well. Yeah, I think I, I read something like that, but – there's a certain element of it that has to be paid. Something has to be paid by the athlete or the school's going to have to pay whatever the cost of that is. It's, it's been thrown back on the school from what I've read. Um, but I mean, there's gotta have, there's gotta be that half medium somewhere. I mean, at least they're getting an optional year eligibility for spring sports. Um, you know, they, they, they didn't do it for, uh, I guess, basketball and wrestling since it's the, it's the uh, since the season was already like 95% played, so to speak. So I know they're out of it and you didn't see a basketball national championship or a wrestling national championship or anything like that. But yeah, at least the NCAA is doing something. Um, so I guess what I'll ask you is that uh, you're, we were talking, we're talking about colleges and, and things of that nature. And how does, how has this hurt your seniors that were looking to get, uh, scholarships and be recruited now that coach you know when, when that senior wanted to make kind of like that last ditch effort to impress uh that coach it may not happen so um explain how you how you're trying to handle yeah, that I know. Um, it, yeah and, and honestly that was one of the first things that crossed my mind um you know somebody asked me that question and, and they said you know some, some of your kids have already signed some of them have committed um, you know, obviously they've got the opportunity to play, but what about some of those kids that are seniors? Um, you know, we had a couple seniors that were, you know, we only got to play four games, but, um, you know, they were really coming around and, and 
played exceptionally well through those four games. And, you know, I, I don't know. Um, it, it puts those kids um, in a tough spot. It, it puts high school coaches in a tough spot. Um, obviously, there's no games that the college coaches can come watch or, or really have much film on. Um, so that that's definitely one of the toughest things that's that sort of panned out from all this. Well, you you personally, how are you handling the situation as far as, you know, your family? Uh, I mean, just what do you think about this virus, you know, in your personal opinion? You know, I've, I've really obviously had a lot of time on my hands. Um, I told somebody the other day, it's the first time in about 30 years that I've not been on a baseball field in the spring. And, uh, you know, if you keep up with it, it's, it's devastating and it, and it keeps, it keeps spreading rapidly. I was watching the news earlier today and, um, you know, it's just the, the number of cases are just skyrocketing every single day. And, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's devastating for the, for the entire country and really the entire world. Yeah. And it's, it's something new. I've never had to, to live through anything like this. Nope. Nobody has. Um, you know, now you got this, uh, this kind of stay like regulated, stay at your house, so to speak. And it's, it's hard for people to actually do that stuff and, and not be able to have the freedom that they want. So some people are on this side of the fence with it and that side of the fence. I think it is almost dividing, uh, you know, our country and, you know, of course how, you know, how they think about certain things. So, um, I think it's time for I think it's tough for everybody to 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 adjust to but um you know this is you know this is going to be like one for the history books you know and and years to come um but and so but while I got you on here you know we'll talk a little bit about more about baseball so what is what is your baseball background as a coach just tell me a little bit about your baseball background and kind of how you came to be the head coach at West Forsyth so I uh I played at West Forsyth and graduated in 2002, and then I worked my way back after graduating college. I came back and was an assistant coach for six years, and then I got the head coaching job. And um, you know, in 2014, first year um, that the new coaching staff took over, we we you know, Coach Pope had left me with a a team just absolutely full of talent and I got the opportunity to to lead them and and take them to the state championship and we beat Richmond County in 2014 for the state championship and um obviously that's something I'll never forget yeah and so you know I, I was entered you know this year ready to go yeah who were uh who are who are some of the exciting guys that you that you had out there that you could that you could list off that you're like really looking to to see see their talent, you know, and see that breakthrough. You're talking about for this current season? Yes. Well, you know, I, I think for us, um, you know, it started on the, the mound. Um, you know, we've got Connor Monroe. Um, he was the NC State commit. We had Peyton Brown, um, another senior who's a Campbell commit. Um, Zach Lewis is a junior, uh, another right-handed pitcher um, that, that just committed to Wake Forest. And, uh, you know, it, we, a lot of more guys in the bullpen that, that, you know, could have followed behind those three. But when you can roll, you know, three dogs out there like that, um, I think you've got a chance to, to win every game. We, we obviously play in a very, very tough league, um, lots of competition. But, um, you know, when you – I think at any level it starts on the mound. And when you can roll 
three horses out like that, I think you've got a chance. Yeah, and I, I actually know a couple of those guys. Um, I actually know who Connor Moreau is. He, uh, he's pretty he's pretty good, and I've been hearing about him ever since uh, his days of Little League. Pete, you know, every athlete, if you're good at something, you get around. Even the people that don't really keep up with that sport, you always seem to hear about him. Um, what so what is your what is your coaching philosophy, so to speak? Well, you know, I, I think uh, honestly, I, I think you've got to sort of change it depending on your players. Um, at the high school level, obviously, we can't recruit our players, um, so I think your philosophy has to change based on the the type of players you have. Um, the past few years, you know, we've had some more power guys. Um, this year, we don't have as many power guys in the in the batting order. Um, so we had spent a lot of time focusing on base running and focused a lot of our uh, batting practice on hit and runs and running hits and bunts. And, um, you know, cause I knew coming into this year, we just didn't quite have the power that we've had in the past, but um, I felt really good about the guys we were running out there. And, um, you know, we, we started, you know, for most those through four games, we, we, we started four sophomores um, and those guys that have really grown up the past year and, uh, you know, you mix some young, energetic kids in with some of the experience. Like I said, Connor and Peyton are two seniors that we roll out there. And uh, Banks Cox is a junior who was catching for us. Uh, he's been on varsity all three years. And uh, it was just a good mix of talent. But um, as far as philosophy goes, I, like I said, I think you really just have to adjust year to year based on, you know, what kids you have. For sure. Um, and we were talking – you were talking about talent. And I – I, I actually used to work as a, uh, a a retail loss prevention investigator for a sporting goods store. And it seemed like every weekend there were kids coming in. They were on the, either they were doing a, a little league game or they're playing travel ball. Uh, they're playing for teams, travel teams like dirt bags, Rockies. So tell me, uh, tell me a little bit about how, how all this is, uh, is kind of helping your baseball team. Cause it just seems like, all these kids are just playing travel ball. Their parents are putting a lot of money into it. So how is that? How how does that affect your team? Do you know like some of these kids who you know that are in your district that's going to be coming and playing baseball at West? Like, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, obviously, um, you know, baseball in North Carolina has turned turned into about like it is in you know Georgia and Florida and Texas and California. Um, it's pretty much year round now. Um, obviously the uh, school system has started middle school baseball, which I think is terrific. And they've been very supportive of that. And so of course, you know, being at Western Sife, you know, our main feeder schools, Clemens, and, you know, we get some kids from flat rock or metal art for the most part. And, uh, you know, it's nice to see those kids play. Um, sometimes, you know, we have the opportunity to, um, give them the chance to come play on our high school field. So, you know, you get to see some of those kids go out there and, and perform, and like you said, uh, you know, travel ball is, is, you know, has become just so popular the past few years. And, um, you know, those kids are playing in the summer and they're playing in the fall. And so, yeah, I mean, of course, you know, once again, this day and age with social media and, you know, you see these kids grow up at Little League and, and travel ball and middle school ball, you, you know, you sort of have an idea of who's coming in. Right. I mean, and it, at the end of the day, it's almost kind of like, it's almost like your job as a head coach, you know, to know some of the talent coming in. I mean, it, of course, like you said earlier, you really can't say anything to them or, or, or anything like that, but it's still good to know. I mean, you obviously know that if, if they go to Clemens or, or Meadowlark or Flat Rock, I mean, there's a chance they may come to West because that's part of the schools, feeder schools that you have. So 
Yeah, that's that's pretty good though that you have um, that you have those players like that. Um, so, that, like as a coach, describe like your your leadership style. Do you do you consider yourself you know more like Mike a like a um, a micro or micro manager? Like, tell me a little bit about your leadership style. Uh, I, honestly, looking back, uh, you know, I think it's changed a lot. Um, I think you know when you first start out, um, you know, I was young and very very energetic and. I think as time has passed, I still get into it, obviously, and, and still very energetic. But, um, you know, you, you calm down a little bit. And I think the big, biggest thing, <clears throat> excuse me, that I've learned over the years is, you know, I think as a coach, our job is to, to practice them hard and, and to get them ready for the game. And I, I think, you know, when first starting out, you know, some kid makes an error or something, you know, you, you, know, you sort of feel like, you're still playing out there and if that makes sense but um you know as you get older and a little bit more experience you know I think you realize you know once it comes game time you know there's only so much you can do I mean obviously you know you're gonna you know put somebody in the run or put somebody in the hit or send the kid home or call a steal or whatever um but you know when when it's game time you know those kids got to go out there and 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 at that point it's up to them but um you know, we try to have great practices and, and scout other teams and give our kids a game plan and, uh, you know, just try to get better every day at practice. You know, it, it's it's crazy because you brought up sometimes you want to go out there and 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 do it for them. Of course, me, you know, I, I coach a lot of club club wrestling. And when I, when I see kids out there wrestling that I coach, you know, you, you want to go out there and do the move for them because it's right there and the person's giving it to you or – you know, in your eyes, it could be one of your uh, guys is up at bat and he swings at something and he strikes out at a ball that he shouldn't even swung at. And in the back of your mind, it's like there are, there are eight-year-old kids in the Little League that want to swing at that. Like, you know, you just want to go out there and just say, hey, what are you doing? Like, so I get it, man. And, and it's it's just out of passion, just out of passion of a, of a coach. You know, you want to go out there and, uh, you know, you really want to coach your team to be the best they can be so they can perform well. Um so, you know, as a coach, what do you feel like your, uh, you, you know, your greatest strengths or weaknesses are, like, technically? Um, you know, hopefully one of my strengths, you know, is, is just getting to know the kids. Um, I think that's one thing I've, I learned early on um, is, is building that relationship. <clears throat> and if you can build that relationship with those kids and, you know, most, most kids, you know, they, they want to please you and, and they want to be successful and – if you can build that relationship with them and, you know, care about them outside of baseball, I, I think that's one of the biggest things that I try to do is, uh, you know, I check in with them at school. You know, it's awesome when they come by and, you know, they see you in the morning before school or during lunch and, you know, they, they know I check their grades. Um, but, you know, like during practice and stuff, you know, you just ask them about their day and, you know, how's their girlfriend doing or how their how's their family doing or, you know, how was school. And I think that's so important to build uh, – to build that relationship. And, and when you build that relationship, you know, it really seems like kids will go out of their way to, to help make you successful, you know, sort of going back, I, I guess maybe a weakness. Um, like you said, uh, you know, the, the passion, obviously, you know, I'm a competitor and, and I want to win and head perfectly, you know, so obviously we're dealing with kids and, you know, they're going to make mental mistakes and they're going to make physical mistakes. It's, you know, they're 14, 18 year old young men. And, uh, you know, like you said, just sometimes out of, you know, 
having a high passion or high energy level and, and, you know, they swing at strike three with the bases loaded and the ball bounces in the dirt or something. Obviously that's always hard to, to comprehend, but you know, you sort of, you know, like I said earlier, the, the older you get and the more experience you get, you know, obviously the kid didn't want to fail. Um, they want to be successful too. Um, but you know, that's, that's something I think, you know, that you, I could always work out is, is, you know, just, you know, being patient and, and understanding. And, and like I said, I think that just sort of comes with experience. Right. And I, I've seen the uh, coaching staff that you have. Seems like you've got a dedicated group of coaches, uh, your JV level, your varsity level. But with that being said, how are you able to utilize that staff to help your team be the best that they can be? Man, you nailed it again, man. I'm so blessed. Um, it's, I don't know how many people know this or not, but, uh, you know, a lot of people on my coaching staff actually played at West Forsyth too, just like I did. Um, Kyle Willard played baseball at West. I actually had the opportunity to coach – to coach him when he was in high school. So to see him grow up and, and play in college, he played at uh, Greensboro College, and, and now he's back coaching for me. And, and John McIntosh is just a couple years younger than me. He played baseball at Western Scythe, and John's been at West just about as long as I have. And, uh, you know, we've had uh, Coach Yoder. Uh, he pitched at Carolina, um, tr- tremendous pitching coach. And, uh, you know, we, we've had a few additions over the past couple years. Um, Michael Murray, um, is actually one of our JV coaches, and, and he, he might be new as a coach, but uh, Coach Murray's been around the program for 10-plus years. His son actually played for us, and uh, he's always been very, very involved. And um, we, we actually added a new JV coach this year, Phil Childers, who also played at West, and um, he had coached at Forsyth Country Day the past few years. And, um, you know, we were blessed to get him. But, uh, you know, I could go on and on about those guys. They uh, – man, I – I'm truly blessed. It makes my job easy. Um, you, you look around and, and you've got guys that care about kids and you've got guys that, that love baseball and, and you've got guys that are passionate and they love Western Scythe and they love Clemens. And, uh, you know, it, it, like I said, it, th- those guys, you know, they don't get enough credit and, and they do a, they, they do a tremendous job. Yeah. You there? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I thought me? I lost you for a second. Yeah, are you fine? Um, okay. What What is your philosophy um, when it uh, in regards to uh, multi sport athletes? I know some, you know, some coaches just to play Ryan, their sport only. Up real some, bad. Uh, what about now? Are you there? Oh, I'm, yeah, can I'm you here. repeat can that, you? please? Yes. Uh, you there? What? Okay, is, go ahead. Yeah. What is your philosophy um, as it pertains to multi-sport athletes. I know you, I know a couple baseball players that play, that play other sports. So tell me your philosophy on that. Man, I love it. Um, I think it's great. I I really do. Um, You know, I know a lot of kids this day and age They're you know, they're focusing on one sport early on, but to be honest with you, um, I think it's great. I really do. You know, I know we had some kids play football. We've had some kids play basketball in the past. Um, actually had a couple kids wrestle in the past. Um, I, I think it's great. I think it gives them a break. Um, you know, I, I, that, that's one thing probably don't have time to get into that, but you know, sometimes kids play so much of one sport, they get burned out. Um, and, and sometimes it can even lead to injury. And, uh, you know, I think it's great. They, they make new friends playing other sports. They get, um, coached differently. Um, you know, I, 
myself and Coach Snow obviously have a great relationship. You know, we've got some kids that, that go both ways, football and uh, baseball. And uh, it, it's pretty cool. I, I really enjoy going out there and watching those kids compete on the football field on Thursday and Friday nights. And, and Coach Snow's always been very supportive of us. And uh, he comes out there and watches those guys play baseball. So, uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge proponent of playing multi- multiple sports. So when when all of this coronavirus stuff subsides and and all clear is given, it's probably going to be um, hitting hitting summer. Of course, what do you what do you anticipate your your uh, you know your summer uh, summer program to look like as far as you know getting still getting kids to ready for the next season, so to speak. You know how how are you? Yeah. What, what's that program going to look like? Yeah, you know, usually, I mean, once again, a, a lot of it depends on what we end up doing this spring. Um, you know, let, let's say we're not allowed to play this spring. Um, you know, most kids this day and age, they, they, they're either going to play American Legion. Um, and, you know, we have a couple of junior Legion teams based out of West Forsyth that gives kids an opportunity to play. And then a lot of kids play travel ball. And, I, you know, I hope, um, you know, I hope this is – um, settled and has passed at least for the most part by the summer so those kids do get an opportunity to play this summer and uh, you know most of those kids will play summer ball and, and play fall ball and you know we'll just go about it you know like we normally do um, obviously you know I want to play and, and I try to keep up with them and follow them as much as possible um, in the off season, but um, you know, if we're not allowed to play this spring, then you know we'll come back in the fall in August and September, and uh, you know we'll we'll get after it just like we do every year. Yeah, you know, and I and I just hope everything uh, goes well. Here's a tough question because I know it's always tough for you because at the end of the day, you you wish that anybody and everybody that comes out there to play baseball, you wish you could give them a jersey and put it put them on a team. You get this kid, you know, that comes up through their travel program and their, their little league program, and they go out and you have to cut them. Um, but about, uh, you know, your, you know, your process or, you know, how difficult it is just to, you know, to cut somebody. I mean, how do you handle, how do you handle the cut process? Man, that's, that's always the hardest, hardest day. Um, it doesn't matter if it's your first year or seventh year or, or 30th year. Um, that's always hard. Um, it, it never makes it easy. Um, you know, but most kids that come out there to tryouts, they, they work extremely hard. Um, you know, it, whether, like you said, it's in travel ball or whether, you know, maybe even they play another sport in the fall. And then when that, that sport's over, they come out there and they join us. And, you know, a lot of these kids have worked hard in the weight room. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, it's part of the process. It's high school sports. And, um, you know, one thing that my staff does that I really take pride in and I think it helps, I hope it helps, is that we sit down with every single kid individually and we talk to them face to face, um, whether they made it or whether they didn't make it. Um, If they did make it, you know, we sort of tell them what we foresee um, their role as. Um, Obviously, it can change, you know, um, you know, kids go in slumps, you know, baseball is a sport of failure. Uh, kids get hurt. So obviously their roles can change quickly. But, um, you know, once we have tryouts, we sit down with every single JV and every single varsity kid and we talk to them face to face and, and, and are very open and very honest. Um, sometimes that's a tough conversation to have. It, well, it's always tough. It's never easy. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, we, we do the best we can do and we try to evaluate as fairly as we possibly can. 
And, you know, sometimes you just have to look at the bigger picture. Obviously, you know, the coaching staff has to, to look at the program as a whole. And, uh, you know, whether that's, you know, looking for, you know, this current year, whether it's looking at next year, whether it's looking at three or four years down the road. And, you know, that plays a part in it. Um, you know, look, looking at their – obviously their skills and their baseball intelligence and, you know, looking at a depth, depth chart. Um, you know, there's a lot that goes with that that I know, you know, a 14-year-old kid doesn't think about. But, uh, you know, I, I do feel that we try to be fair. And, and, and I, I, you know, I would much rather sit down with a young man and talk to him as a person who uh, has come out there and they've put their time and effort in. And, you know, once again, it's a ne- it's never easy conversation. And some go better than others. But, you know, we're always honest with them. And, and, and it's worked out pretty well for us doing it that way. For sure. You know, I like what you said about, you talk to every single kid individually, whether they made the team or not. Um, I actually like that than a kid showing up and you got the cuts posted yeah. uh, or you have who made it, yeah, who's made it posted on the wall. And now everybody else knows that they're cut. At least you're giving that kid that feedback. Okay, what do I need to work on to hopefully make it next year? Right. So you know, I, I, I've never known coaches to do it. They just put their who made the team right. up there and never who – yeah, so that's that's a good thing. And one of my last questions, in order to have a good baseball team, which you have a great team, you guys have always competed for, for conference and, and things of that nature year in and year out. But to have a team like that, um, it, you have to have a, a great administration um, and a great athletic program. So um, tell me a little bit about the uh, the, the impact um, um, that your administration, you know, led by uh, Mr. Mackinich, Charles Mackinich, and Michael Pennington, you know, and the, and the trust that you've garnered from them. Tell me a little bit about their impact on, on the baseball team. Yeah, man, you, you look at the past few years, I think I can say this for all sports. Um, you know, we, we've had, you know, it starts at the top. Like you said, it starts with the principal and, and works it, it, its way down. And uh, we've made so many improvements to, to all of our athletic facilities at West Forsyth, our our football program, our basketball program, you know, our volleyball program. We've got new tennis courts, um, softball program. Um, we've gotten a lot of new stuff at the baseball facility in the last five to ten years. Um, it, it's just been incredible. And to have those guys, uh, you know, support you and, and support all sports, really. And, and, you know, once again at West Forsyth, you know, another big, I think two more big pieces of that, that that you could add in is, you know, our booster club. Our booster club has been very supportive and they have just, they've done a fantastic job over the last five or 10 years for us. And then the community, um, our, our community pool, you know, I think, you know, I've told my kids this, I, I think it's, you know, advantage, um, you know, we're the only school in Clemens. Um, sort of like Davie County is the only school in Davie, you know, Reagan's the only school in Pottstown. And I think that helps. You've got that sense of community and you've got that sense of support. And when you can get the businesses behind you and the booster club behind you and the principal behind you and the athletic director and assistant athletic directors behind you, you know, the kids, the kids see that. And, um, you know, we're, we're very, very blessed to be at a great school with great um, academics and great athletics. And, and like you said, I think that starts at the top. And, uh, you know, we, we set very high expectations as a school and we set very high expectations for our athletics. And, uh, you know, the kids know that. They, they know, you know, we want to compete at a high level in the classroom and also out on the field. So, uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's a great place to, to work. And, and, you know, I, I know this sounds cliche, but, uh, you know, being a Western Scythe graduate and this is my 13th year teaching and coaching there, man, I, you know, I, I truly bleed green. 
Yeah, I, um, I bet too. And and before before I let you get off here, because I know you, you you know you hinted on uh, the last seven years of some of the upgrades that's been made as far as the locker room facility, baseball field. If 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 I was a kid getting ready to go on in ninth grade at West Forsyth, what would what would I expect to see? Like what you know. Tell me just a little bit about some of the upgrades that would make me excited to play for West Forsyth um, as a rising ninth grader. Man, we've had so many upgrades over the last seven years. Um, you know, we've spent a ton of money, honestly, just even on the playing surface. Um, you know, we, we've got the dirt laser leveled. We've got the grass laser leveled. We've got a new backstop net. We've got the brick wall. Um, and, and like you said, you know, two, two big additions for me. Um, since I've been there, um, we've got, you know, the two full-length um, batting cages that are concreted and turf, you know, we've got lights in there, roof over it, um, which is nice because that gives us the opportunity to hit pretty much any day. And we're actually in the process right now of, um, you know, trying to get some quotes to actually get it um, completely enclosed, uh, which I'm really, really excited about. That's sort of my next big goal um, for the program is to enclose those cages. And, um, you know, when it's raining really hard and the rain's coming in sideways and, you know, it's been really windy in February and March this year. Um, you know, it's, it's hard to hit. And so that's, that's sort of our next big goal is to enclose those cages, man. And, and, at, you know, as a middle school kid looking, um, you know, the, to come to West Forsyth, uh, you know, I don't know how many public schools have that, uh, you know, not many around here that I know of. And, and I'm really excited about that. And, uh, I think you mentioned it. Um, we just renovated our locker room. We got a locker room built down there just a couple years ago. And, um, we actually just renovated it in honor of coach Mark Kenny. Uh, he was an assistant coach that unfortunately passed away last year. And that was something that, you know, we came together and said that we wanted to do in honor of him. And so each kid now has their, their own custom locker, just like kids do in college. Um, you know, they're, they're two feet wide. Each kid, you know, they can sit in there. They've got lock boxes at the top. They've got a foot box to put their cleats in. Um, you know, we hang all their jerseys in there. Uh, it, it's it, it's incredible. Um, it, it, honestly, it, it's it's nicer than some colleges, and uh, that that's pretty cool and something I'm very proud of. Well, that's great. Uh, before I let you go, do you have uh, any parting words or you know anything that that you would like to say? Um, just in general, that the opens for you. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, it's obviously a tough time of the year, and. Um, you know, it's by no means the, the way that see the seniors go out. And, you know, it's tough. And, and I feel for those six kids, we had six seniors this year. And, you know, but I think at the end of the day, one thing that's sort of helped me is, is to, you know, sit back and, and just truly understand what's going on. Um, I, I can honestly say when, you know, this whole coronavirus stuff started, I, I don't think well, I'll speak from how bad it was and the impact of it. And, you know, over the last two or three weeks, the sort of, I guess, have time away from baseball as hard as it's been, um, which is obviously not the norm for me. You know, you've had more time to see the impact on, on our country and on the world. And it's, and it's real. Um, and, and it doesn't feel real. I think I've heard that from a lot of people. They're like, man, I can't really believe, I think you said this earlier on, like, is this really happening in our life? You know, if you'd asked me six months ago, like, could you imagine this? And, and no, it's not. And, you know, as hard as it is to miss baseball, you know, I, you know, I always tell my kids to, you know, like as much as I love baseball and as much as they love baseball, you know, there's more important things out there. 
and we obviously, you know, we, we have a worldwide problem right now. And, um, and, and unfortunately, the, the virus keeps spreading and numbers keep skyrocketing daily. And, you know, I know the North Carolina High School Athletic Association, you know, they've got a very, very tough job to do. But, you know, the, like we mentioned earlier, the colleges, you know, the NCAA, they shut down all their sports. Uh, you know, the Olympics shut down this year. So it's a serious problem. Um, so, you know, as bad as it, you know, it, it, and as unfortunate as it is not to be able to play right now, you know, I think they're making, well, not think, they're definitely making the right call. Um, you know, we want to keep these kids safe and coaches safe and umpires safe and fans safe. And, um, you know, it, it's it's unfortunate, but it's, it's what we're currently dealing with and everyone's dealing with it across the entire country. Um, and it's something that, you know, we, you know, we truly need to try to, distance ourselves from people right now because really that's the only way we're going to flatten it so you know it is what it is and uh you know we'll get through it everybody will get through it yes yeah, so we were talking about cancellation of everything um i won't be able to see my braves play which is up what something i was looking forward to so uh that's that's what's going to suck about the whole thing um i do want to say though um i do appreciate you coming on the podcast um and it's sharing your insight I hope that you're able to salvage the season and be able to play, um, you know, a, a couple games, be able to play, get playoffs, get, you know, even get in the state finals. I mean, if anything, that would be, uh, you know, that would be some sort of relief, but, you know, uh, I, I do feel bad for what's going on and I'm, you know, hopefully, you know, you're able to kind of get a little bit off of, off your chest and be able to tell people, you know, maybe something you said may, may help other coaches understand what's going on more. So, Again, uh, Coach Bullard, you know, I appreciate you being on my show. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thanks. That was Brad Bullard, head baseball coach for West Forsyth High School in Clemens, North Carolina. I can tell that Brad is deeply, you know, upset and, and just disturbed by all this. And it's not... And it's beyond his control. I know that he would want nothing more but to be coaching baseball right now. And it's not happening. I know it's tough for the seniors. I mean, something that you've worked hard for is has been taken away. I mean, even if even if the uh everything's lifted and they're allowed to start on May eighteenth. More than half of the season is lost. Um, and it, it's, I don't know if it's, it could still be salvaged then. I mean, at the end of the day, the seniors were trying, you know, trying to make that last ditch effort to impress college coaches, and that may not happen. Um, everything now comes down to what you did as a junior. Um, and it's tough. It's, it's a, it's because of this pandemic, this COVID-19 pandemic. And I've never seen anything like this happen in the history of our country. Pro sports canceled baseball, hockey, everything canceled on a college level, everything canceled on the high school level. Um, little league level, spring sports. I mean, it's it's crazy. I mean, it's this thing is affecting our economy. Um, it's it's 
it's hurting our country more than just athletics. People have lost jobs. Um, people are just struggling right now. And uh, hopefully something something good happens real soon. Um, and I, I, I really don't know what else to say. Um, I would just say for those of you all, um, continue to just keep everyone that's struggling right now in your th- in your thoughts and prayers. Um, and, 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 you know, we'll, we'll go from there. Just continue to be safe, continue to practice your social distance, good hygiene, uh, wash your hands, all this stuff that you've been taught when you were in preschool and, and kindergarten. Um, until then, stay safe out there. And this has been another episode of Cast the Champions. And hey, hope to see you soon. And be sure to tune in to the next episode. Thanks.